Voice for Heaven, and you are listening to the lesson of the day. I'm glad you're tuning in. 
It's early in the morning here. There's only two of us at the healing center. <sighs> because it's snowing outside and we made it in. And um, that's all we need finally, isn't it? And where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am. Uh, or salvation is the idea that if two minds recognize their own oneness uh, and become glad. Alright, so wherever you are, whenever you are, I'm glad you're tuning in. The lesson for today, and let's get right into it, is lesson 34. I could see peace instead of this. I could see peace instead of this. Hmm? This, of course, is a natural follow-up to yesterday's lesson. There is another way of looking at the world. Uh, thank God that there is another way of looking at the world, because most certainly the way you have been looking up to looking at it up to this point, right, has been <clears throat> the cause of your uh, misery, has been the cause of your unhappiness. So we're looking indeed uh, at a shift in your perception uh, of the world in both its outer and its inner aspect. Uh, its outer and its inner aspect being one of the same. Right? The outer world is the effect of the inner world, is the effect of your thoughts. Mm? Okay. Well, let's get into it. Great, great lesson. I could see peace instead of this. The idea for today begins to describe the condition that prevail in the other way of seeing, right? The other way of seeing that we just talked about yesterday, in yesterday's lesson. Peace of mind is clearly an internal matter. All right, no one's going to argue with that. Peace of mind is clearly an internal matter. Uh, you can never gain peace of mind by anything outside yourself. Mm -hmm. Because anything outside yourself is subject to change. Anything temporal is subject to change. So if it changes, so goes your peace of mind. Uh, peace of mind is the idea that your whole and perfect as God created you. Peace of mind, or the peace of God, if you will, uh, was given unto you into, uh, um, uh, as your inheritance. <laughs> as your inheritance. So peace of mind is clearly an internal matter. It must begin with your own thoughts and then extend outwards. Okay? Remember that section where it says, seek not outside yourself? Try not to arrange the things outside yourself so that you can feel at peace. It will never work. Yeah? You have to start inside you. You have to start with your thoughts. And then, then that will transfer into everything. Yeah? The transfer of true perception is instantaneous okay so it must begin with your own thoughts and then extend outwards it is from your peace of mind 
that a peaceful perception of the world arises. One more time. There is no other way huh, to perceive peacefully within this world except if you experience the peace of God. Alright? And there is only the peace of God. There is no peace but God's. Fact. Okay. Well, let's go into the practical application of it. Three longer practice periods are required for today's exercises. One in the morning and one in the evening are advised, with an additional one to be undertaken at any time in between that seems most conductive to readiness. <laughs> okay? Huh? All applications should be done with your eyes closed because it's your inner world to which the applications of today's ideas should be made. Right? We just said that. I could see peace instead of this is the idea that if I take a look at my inner world and I change my way of thinking, I could actually experience the peace of God and that will then transfer to everything around me. But it has to go. It has to start with my thoughts. Some five minutes of mind searching are required for each of the longer practice periods. Search your mind for fear thoughts, anxiety provoking situations, offending personalities or events, or anything else about which you are harboring unloving thoughts. All right? Ha. That's pretty funny. Huh? Offending personalities. Finally, what you discover in your transformation is that you're truly offended by what? Everything. You're offended by everything and everyone. Hmm? That's a fact. Huh? Search your mind for fear thoughts. What you finally discover is you're fearful of everything. Huh? There's no difference in that. All right. I love it. Note them all casually. Huh? It's that oddly assorted proce procession he's talking about, correct? Alright. Note them all casually, repeating the idea for today slowly as you watch them arise in your mind and let each one go to be replaced by the next. If you begin to experience difficulty in thinking of specific subjects, Continue to repeat the idea to yourself in an unhurried manner without applying it to anything in particular. Be sure, however, be sure, however not to make any specific exclusions. Alright? Remember that any, um, any um, exception uh, that you make in the apl application of this lesson mixed accomplishments of this course completely impossible, right? It is equally applicable to everything. The shorter applications are to be frequent and made whenever you feel your peace of mind is threatened in any way. The purpose is to protect yourself from temptation throughout the day. Right? So we're staying in an awareness. Hmm? 
it's, it's being aware of the thoughts that you have in you. Staying in the awareness of any thoughts that could hurt you. Eh? They're all equally meaningless and they all are equally, um, um, uh, uh, can be replaced by the peace of God. Right? Okay. So the purpose is to protect yourself from temptation throughout the day. If a specific form of temptation arises in your awareness, the exercise should take this form. I could see peace instead of this situation of what I now see in it. I could see peace in this situation instead of what I now see in it. I could see peace in this situation instead of what I now see in it. Sit with that for a moment. Hmm? Look at what's up troubling you. Look at what's upsetting you. And then tell yourself that line. I could see peace in this situation instead of what I now see in it. And don't worry that this looks impossible to you. It is impossible for you. Right? It is impossible for you to do that by yourself. But the fact of the matter is, you're not doing it by yourself. Hmm? There's a correcting principle that takes care of this for you if you let it. We call this the Holy Spirit. Huh? With your little willingness and His... Huh? Converting power. Anything can be accomplished. That's why we always say, in God anything is possible. I could see peace in this situation instead of what I now see in it. If the inroads on your peace of mind take the form of more generalized adverse emotions such as depression, anxiety, or worry, use the idea in its original form. So whatever problem you think you might be having, well, I'm depressed, right? I'm very fearful. I'm so angry. Huh? Whatever form huh, that idea of death takes in your own mind, the idea for today, I could see peace instead of this, has absolutely full possibility uh, of replacing that with the fear, with the peace of God. There's absolutely no necessity to be like that. Mm? And it's simply the result of um, your thoughts. So we're looking now at your thoughts, and instead of seeing them as uh, bad or good, or evil, or you, they're meaningless. You're going to look at them, you're going to look at them as meaningless, and you could say, and you're going to say, I could see peace instead of this. Right? They have absolutely no power over you. Hmm? You're the one that's thinking them. If you're the one that's thinking them, you can replace them. Huh? That's how that works, right? It can never, ever, ever be so that thoughts can come to you against your will. 
you are the thinker, you're the one having the thoughts, and you can change your mind, and there is nothing that opposes that. Power does not oppose. There is no opposition to the will of God, and only huh, your practice and your willingness to stand there for a moment within what we call this borderland of thought, right? You're in a borderland of thought at the end of time, where for a moment you're going to draw your circle, okay? And he says, listen, this is just beyond the gate of heaven, right? You're right there, and for a moment you let all your thoughts fly home, and you're going to forgive him, and you're going to say, those are not my real thoughts, right? The real thoughts are the ones that I think with God, right? They're still there. They haven't gone anywhere. They're still in your mind. I love it. So if the inroads on your peace of mind take the form of more generalized adverse emotions such as depression, anxiety, and worry, use the idea in its original form. If you find you need more than one application of today's idea to help you change your mind in any specific context, try to take several minutes and devote them to repeating the idea until you feel some sense of relief. Wow. And it really truly is a relief. Eh? When that peace of God starts to uh, dawn on you, and when the miracle and the correction uh, takes away all the interference, all the blocks uh, to the awareness of lost presence, the relief is beyond measure. I love it. Wow. So you devote several minutes to repeating the idea until you feel some sense of relief. It will help you if you tell yourself specifically, I can replace my feelings of depression, anxiety or worry with peace. I can replace all of this with peace. This is completely accessible to me. There is nothing in the whole universe that's opposing me huh, in my will to experience the peace of God. And if that takes a little practice, so be it. Because what? It does take a little practice. Mm -hmm. Ha! An untrained mind literally cannot accomplish anything. So that's the lesson for today. You could indeed see pieces that it is. Mm -hmm. There is indeed another way of looking at the world. Beautiful. Tomorrow's lesson, just a sneak peek. Huh? Tomorrow's lesson is, my mind is part of God's. I am very holy. Beautiful. All right. Let's play a little song. And we'll be right back.
That was gorgeous. So um, we have a little time left. So we're going to look at um, chapter 26, the transition chapter, in which clearly he uh, addresses every single thing you ever need to know about your transition from time to eternity. Right? Finally, there not being such a thing. But in in in, in your uh, uh, in your idea that you're indeed uh, transitioning uh, from from a temporal mind to to what you truly are, um, I want to look at the immediacy of salvation, which is just takes away any idea uh, that this should take a long time. <laughs> any idea that this is a hard course, right? Any idea that you think that you're never going to get this, right? So here it is, the immediacy of salvation. Listen to this. The one remaining problem that you have. Okay, so here it is. <laughs> I just love it. Aren't you curious, right? Aren't you curious to know what my one remaining problem is? <laughs> Can I leave you hanging there for a moment? <laughs> is, is, is that you see an interval between the time when you forgive and will receive the benefits of trusting in your brother. Amazing. And what is the main characteristic of a teacher of God? Trust, right? Trust. The main characteristic of a teacher of God is trust. Okay. So you're learning to trust again, right? You're learning literally to trust your brother and to trust your father, right? Who you don't trust at all, right? He, he abandoned you here, right? So that no longer is true. We know that that's not true. And we're forgiving the idea that we ever thought it was true. Okay? So the one remaining problem that you have 
is that you see an interval between the time when you forgive and will receive the benefits of trusting in your brother. Hmm, but that but reflects the little you would keep between you and your brother. Uh, that you and he might be a little separate. Amazing. So that little bit of distrust hmm, that you hold on to is the idea that you and your brother are a little separate. And that little idea of separation is the same idea of you not trusting him. Hmm? I trust my brothers who are one with me. If you truly know that they were one with you, trust would be immediate. It wouldn't even be an issue. Huh? The whole reason that you need to be taught that is because you do think they're not sep that they're huh? that they're separate from you. Amazing. For time and space are one illusion. Not two. One. Huh? Time and space is the same idea. Which take different forms. True, right? They take different forms. So time and space are one illusion which take different forms. If it has been projected beyond your mind, huh? projection makes perception, you think of it as time. The nearer it is brought to where it is, the more you think of it in terms of space. There is a distance. You would keep apart from your brother. That's a fact. And let's just look right at it. We're not going to say, no, no, I know I'm one, I know I'm one, I know I'm one. Well, yeah, you, you have an idea, but let's look at it. Finally, you still think. You, th you still want to keep yourself apart. Mm -hmm. And this is where it gets really personal, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And no one can do this for me. I have to look as a teacher of God within my own idea of my necessity to hold on to the idea that I think I'm separate from my brother. Boy, does that get personal. Mm -hmm. So there is a distance that you would keep apart from your brother. And this space you perceive as time. That is an amazing line. Mm -hmm. huh? That any distance that you keep between you and your brother, that little space is actually by you perceived as time. But that's amazing, right? This is why you think this course takes time. <laughs> it's funny. This is why you think the course, why? Because you're keeping yourself separate from your brother. Wow. And this space you perceive as time because you still believe you are external to him. This makes trust impossible. If you still believe that you're external to your brother, trust is impossible. And you cannot believe that trust would settle every problem now. See, and unless you go there, unless you allow yourself eh, to, to no longer externalize everything, eh, you know, won't know that that's true. And the moment you don't, the moment you don't, the moment you allow yourself to fully trust your brother, just for one split second, 
every problem is solved right there, right then, right here, right now. Amazing. This is the simplicity of the core of this course always escapes you, right? It's so simple, and yet for the human mind, it's so uh, habituated in bad habits. It is the most hardest thing, not because it's hard, it's their bad habits. <laughs> they're bad habits, that's all. So we're changing our mind about that. Here's the mind training. Okay. Does, do you think it's safer to remain a little careful and a little watchful of interests perceived as separate? Right? I'm not sure what the guy wants from me, right? <laughs> so let's keep, uh, I don't know, I, he could be okay, but I'll just be a little careful with him. Right? It's amazing. And that seems the most normal thing in the world, right? <laughs> Holy crap. From this perception, you cannot conceive of gaining what forgiveness offers now. The interval, you think, lies in between the giving and receiving of the gift seems to be one in which you sacrifice and suffer loss. You see eventual salvation, not immediate results. Okay, here it is. Key line in this section. Salvation is immediate. This, this kind of cuts through all the interference and all the false ideas that you may have. Salvation is immediate, unless you so perceive it. Listen, you will be afraid of it, believing that the risk of loss is great between the time its purpose is made yours and its effects will come to you. Oh my goodness. Huh? So here you say, well, I've accepted salvation for myself. I'll just wait for a while and they'll be mine, right? <laughs> It'll never work that way. It can't. Hmm? Because the idea that it takes time is the idea that you don't want to trust your brother. And you want to keep yourself separate from him. You're not allowing yourself to fully entertain the idea that there's only one of you. Holy mackerel. In this form... Is the error still obscured that is the source of fear? Salvation would wipe out the space you see between you still and let you instantly become as one. I love that. This is, again, this course does not take time. It happens right here, right now. If you but give it for a moment, the, uh, uh, if you just want to try it out you instantly would become one with your brother. If for one moment, right here, right now, you would trust him completely. Hmm? But that, that's what fear does, doesn't it? Huh? My fear would not allow me to trust my brother right here, right now. Unless what? I just let it go for one second. Just one second, right? Because fear is not true. The moment you give that a try, you see that whatever you feared huh, never was so. There is no such thing as fear. There is no such thing as an opposite to love. Wow. And it is here you fear the loss would lie. Do not, this is, oh, 
I love this. Do not project this fear to time. This is what you, that's what I do, right? The whole idea that I think this is going to take time is my necessity to project fear. Huh? Amazing. While the cause of fear is right here, right now, it has nothing to do with time. For time is not the enemy that you perceive. Time is as neutral as the body is, except in terms of what you see it for. Accept the purpose that you've given it. True. If you would keep a little space between you and your brother still, then would... You then would want a little time in which forgiveness is withheld a little while. And this but makes the interval between the time in which forgiveness is withheld from you and given seem dangerous with terror justified. Amazing. Yet space between you and your brother is apparent only in the present. Fact. Now and cannot be perceived in future time. Huh? Fact, any future idea has no cause now, has no present cause, correct? Anything that I experience now has a present cause, has nothing to do with time. No more can it be overlooked, except within the present. Future loss is not your fear, but present joining is your dread. Huh? The whole idea why you plan for the future has nothing to do with future loss, it's but the idea that you're afraid to join with your brother right here, right now. And that's why we got my retirement plans and my, you know, you call it, right? My, health, my life insurance, <laughs> right? Future loss. And you'll never be what? You'll never experience the peace of God that way. What? Because you're always setting all the projections. If I set up all these defenses outside myself. Not true. Future loss is not my fear. Present joining is your dread. Who can feel desolation except now? A future cause as yet has no effects. And therefore must it be that if you fear, listen, if you fear, if you find yourself fearful huh, at this very moment, there is a present cause. And it is this that needs correction not a future state. Fact. The plans you make for safety are all laid within the future where you cannot plan. No purpose has been given it as yet. And what will happen as, has as yet no cause. Who can predict effects without a cause? And who could fear effects unless he thought they had been caused and judged disastrous now? Belief in sin arouses fear, and like its cause, is looking forward, looking back, but overlooking what is here and now. Yet only here and now its cause must be. If its effects already have been judged, as fearful. And in overlooking this, is it protected and kept separate from healing? For a miracle is now.
A miracle is now. Hmm? A miracle is now. Right here, right now, is available for you the entire correction of your mind. Hmm? The correction being the miracle. Huh? This is a course in what? Miracles. A course in the correction of your mind. For a miracle is now. It stands already here in present grace within the only interval of time that sin and fear have overlooked but which is all there is to time. Ha! The working out of all correction takes no time at all. Yet the acceptance of the working out can seem to take forever. Holy mackerel! And therein lies the necessity, what? To change your mind, right? Therefore, li therein lies the necessity for me to recognize that there indeed is another way of looking in this, at this, huh? and that I can see peace instead of this. Huh? Otherwise, if you do not practice your mind, and if you keep uh, going around and around in that old idea huh, of time, the acceptance of the working out of all correction can indeed seem to take forever. And yet it takes no time at all. Wow. Listen to this. The change of purpose the Holy Spirit brought to your relationship has in it all effects that you will see. They can be looked at now. Why wait till they unfold in time and fear they may not come? although already here. <laughs> You've been told that everything brings good that comes from God. Okay, no one's going to argue with that. And yet it seems as if this is not so. Good in disaster form is difficult to credit in advance. Nor is there really any sense in this idea. There is no sense in it at all. little more, a little more. Wow, this is a fantastic section. Why should the good appear in evil's form? Fact. And is it not deception if it does? Hmm? God took him early, right? This idea, God took him early, but there must be a reason for this, right? <laughs> I lost my loved one, God took him, there must be a reason for this. That it makes absolutely no sense. I love it. How can good appear in evil's form? Wow. It's amazing. Its cause is here if it appears at all. Why are not its effects apparent then? Why in the future? And you seek to be content with sighing and with reasoning. You do not understand it now, but you will someday. And then its meaning will be clear. It's in, what does he say? It's insanity that thinks these things, right? It's insanity. This is not reason, for it is unjust and clearly hints at punishment, until the time of liberation is at hand. Given a change of purpose for the good, listen, given a change of purpose for the good, this is where you find yourself now, right? You find yourself in the middle of your transition, okay, from time to eternity. Given that change of purpose that you've given everything, right, there is no reason for an interval in which disaster strikes 
to be perceived as good someday, but now in form of pain. Well, someday I'm going to, but now I'm still in pain, I'm struggling and I'm miserable and I know I'm somewhat accepting the tone for myself and I know I'm going to get this one day, right? But that's, it, it's, it, when you catch yourself doing that, right, um, you catch yourself the thoughts that you're having, like you, then you go like, wait, stop. Just look at the thoughts I was just having, right? I just allowed myself to be okay with suffering and I forgot for a moment I'm completely the cause of it and I can change it right here, right now. See? Love it. Okay, we're going to wrap this up. Um, all right. This is a sacrifice of now, which could not be the cost the Holy Spirit asked for, when he gave without a cost at all. <laughs> Yet yeah, this illusion has a cost, which, though untrue, must be already in your mind. And this illusion is but one effect that it engenders and one form in which its outcome is perceived. This interval in time, when retribution is perceived to be the form in which the quote-unquote good appears, is but one aspect of the little space, then we start with that, the little space that lies between you, unforgiven still. It always comes back to you. It always comes back to you, doesn't it? Okay, here we go. Final, little, fi final couple of sentences. Be not content with future happiness. Be not content with future happiness. It has no meaning and is not your just reward. For you have cause for freedom now. What profits freedom in a prisoner's form? Why should deliverance be disguised as death? Delay is senseless, and a reasoning that would maintain effects of present cause must be delayed until a future time is merely a denial of the fact that consequent and cause must come as one fact. Look not to time, but to the little space between you still. Eh? Look not to time, but look at the, at the little space you want to hold between you and your brother to be delivered from. And do not let it be disguised as time, right? Do not project it huh? so you do obscure, obscure it as the idea of time, okay? And so preserved because its form is changed and what it is cannot be recognized. Boy, this section is unbelievable and it has got everything you ever need to know. The Holy Spirit's purpose now is yours. Should not his happiness be yours? as well <laughs> and with that question <laughs> we're going to leave you for today I'm glad you're listening right? I'm glad you're listening I'm glad you guys are tuning in um, listen the only way to look at these classes and the only way to look at these lessons they're entirely for you and that's the only way I look at them they're entirely for me they entirely apply to me huh? and first and most and for all to me right and from that, and from the idea that um, they only apply to me, uh, they can radiate outwards. Uh, what does he say? I could see peace instead of this. It must begin with your own thoughts, right? And then extend outwards, because peace of mind is clearly an internal matter. Yes. It is from your peace of mind, uh, it starts with me, starts with my thoughts, that a peaceful, peaceful perception 
of the world arises. Holy mackerel. So I love you. I'm so glad you're tuning in. Thank you for everyone being here at the Miracles Healing Center. Um, we're going to leave you with a little song. Let me take a look here. Okay. I love you and I wish you a great day. Thank you for listening.
You have been listening to Voice from Heaven, live in the Miracles Healing Center. Remember that God's voice speaks to you all through the day, that God goes with you wherever you go, and that God is the mind with which you think. God bless us, everyone.